Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. So about Michael Jordan, how you going to hit from outside the finals? You can't even get in. Hello, welcome to the Basketball Addicts Podcast. Now today, we have more than a good one. We have the 50th, yes, we have the 50th good one. What I mean by that is this is the 50th podcast. I mean, a little round of applause. Great job. Great job, squad. Uh, Thank you, everybody that's helped out. You know, I know my co-host and I love doing this podcast, so... We have a good one today. We're talking about some of our personal favorite things, what we love, quizzes, stuff like that. It's just going to be a fun podcast. It's no rankings today. Um, so, Chris, are you excited for this one? Oh, for sure. I mean, this has yeah. been a long time coming. Who would have thought? And I say this in all <laughs> our Instagram posts. You follow me on Instagram. Follow us on Instagram, you know, at mm-hmm. the basketball. Who would have thought that when we started this podcast, you know, in April, We'll yeah. be hitting milestones. You know what I mean? Like, uh-huh. this is our 50th episode. Yes. 50th episode. I just want to yes. send a big shout out to Jason. You know what I mean? Thank you. He, he was the idea guy. He was like, Chris, you know, we already talked about basketball. So why mm-hmm. not just talk about it and make a podcast? And I was like, yeah. a little reluctant on it first. But, man, I'm so happy I, you know, decided to join on and get on this journey with you, man. Thanks again for yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I, I feel the same because... This podcast would be nowhere without your editing skills. So <laughs> all, I would, all, I would, all I would have is stuff that I couldn't do. I would be like, oh, this is a good idea, but I can't get it done. <laughs> it's, it's not the greatest editing skills, but I do appreciate the compliment. I can okay. always be better. Yeah, it's not professional yeah. level yet. but It's, it's getting, getting pretty there. close. Getting it's pretty there. close. Getting there. Getting there. <laughs> All right, Chris, I'm going to kick the first question to you first. How did you fall in love with basketball? Okay, so, okay, 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 okay. So this may come as a surprise some, but I was Mm -hmm. not always the biggest basketball fan. I'll be honest. I wasn't even big into sports. Growing Mm -hmm. up, I would watch the, the Cavaliers play, and I was always interested but I never quite grasped the concept of basketball right away because there's never anybody mm-hmm. to teach me, to show me. And I never really had a true interest in it. But as I grew up and kept watching games, kept watching games, start seeing people interested, start pe- seeing people, you know, make rankings and do stats. And they started getting involved with ESPN yeah. and watching more, watching more film and stuff like that. That's when I started to fall in love with the game. It was around, yeah. I fell in love with the game. 
it's, it's, it's kind of sad as a Cleveland Cavaliers fan. I fell in love with the game when LeBron left. When LeBron <laughs> left the Cavs, that's when I fell in love with the game. Nice. When, you know, because all these years I'm watching the Cavs, I'm just like, hey, bro, like, like, this guy is really, really good. And that's why, like, I can honestly say he's the GOAT because I've been watching him since he came into the league pretty much. Yeah. But, like, I never, you know, and I was like, hey, like, y'all are really good. Like, this guy is really, really good, but, like, mm-hmm. this team just sucks. That's kind of like, I think it's like the problem with all cast fans. Like you, like you mm-hmm. love the game, but your team <laughs> sucks, and you just have yes. like this bright spot in LeBron James, and that's uh-huh. kind of what happened with me. Like I was like, oh my god, like LeBron James, and then my dad bought me like a Cavaliers jersey. I have it. it I actually want to get it like in a um, frame and like post it, like hang it in my room or something like that. That's pretty cool. I have his. I have an OG Cavs LeBron James jersey, away jersey. That's dope. Yeah. And I mean, when I got that jersey, I just fell in love with it immediately. And then, yeah, when he left, everybody was like, "Oh my god!" Like you know, burning jerseys in the thing. And I'm just like, "This not mm-hmm. even that serious." Like he's like, and then once he like started going to the Miami, when he went to Miami and he lost, of course uh-huh. I cheered. <laughs> yes, yes. I had yes. to. <laughs> of course yes. I had cheered. And then uh-huh. when he won, I cheered. But you know, at the end of the day. It's just like when you're witnessing greatness like that, you can't mm-hmm. help but love the game. I mean, mm-hmm. and then like, so basically what I'm saying is that once LeBron broke through, you know, after yeah. watching years of him losing, once LeBron broke through, he was like, because of, okay, so it may be different for most people because a lot of people were like, Kobe was the reason why I got into basketball. Mike was the reason that I got into basketball. Mm-hmm. But for my generation, at least, you know what I mean? Me and you and maybe others who may not was able to witness Kobe, you know what mm-hmm. I mean, on such a level. And if you're, you know, you're more watching LeBron. Yeah. We I fell in love with the game because of him. Yeah. That that was the reason why I fell in love with the game of basketball. Mm-hmm. Oh, and then once I put a basketball in my hand, that's when I really fell in love with the game. Cause I was like, Yeah. Cause especially growing up. I know I just keep going back and forth, but growing up, it's all of it was all about hard work for me. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the books. I'm more mm-hmm. of an acad- like a academic type of guy than an athlete. Mm-hmm. So when mm-hmm. I put the basketball in my hand and I started putting in the reps, the repetitions, and doing and you know working out in the gym at a young age, that's when I started seeing that you know with, as long as you work hard in this type of sport, you can be good. So mm-hmm. like once every every day after school, I'm in the gym, corner three, corner three, corner mm-hmm. three. before school, before class, corner three, and from different mm-hmm. spots, and just like constantly evolving as a player and falling more and more in love with the game. So mm-hmm. it's a combination of LeBron and his greatness, and then mm-hmm. also once I'm seeing that hard work pays off in this sport, mm-hmm. that's when I was able to fall in love with the game. Yeah, that's pretty cool. That's a cool story. Um, I think mine's a little different. Uh, so my dad coached basketball for a little bit. Um, women's basketball. So I fell in love with college basketball first. <laughs> Huge Duke fan. Like I used to watch college basketball every night. I loved the the games were close. I loved that any team could be beaten on any night and then like the games mattered. You know, it's a 32 game season. It's shortened before March Madness, so you know, all those games mattered. It was it was just, you know, a JJ Redick was like 
the introduction to the loving like JJ Reddick was ridiculous in college. JJ Reddick was pulling up from the volleyball line. He was talking shit. Like he was like the stereotypical Duke white basketball player. Like, I loved <laughs> yeah. it. I loved it. And uh yeah, I mean Mello was really great too. The ISO game. Uh you know, there's just so many like college basketball, there's so many different players that could dominate like a guy like Dewan Blair. I don't know if many people know his name, but he was like a six eight, six foot nine, big bodied post player from Pitt that had like a moment of being really good and his team's really good. And you know that guy who's giving his all is never gonna make the NBA, never gonna be good in the NBA. But you know what I mean? You're seeing him try to put it. It's just I and I loved Duke North Carolina rivalry. Oh my mm. goodness. Those games I was tuning it in every time. Uh, so yeah, I, I fell in love with coach K and Duke basketball first and LeBron James. I mean, we're both from Cleveland. It's not that hard of an answer. I, I, I still remember being like in the upper decks and just watching LeBron probably two or three years in the NBA have a chase down block and he jumps so high that it makes you feel like he's levitating with you. Like it's yeah. just, he just looks different. And it was, uh, it was amazing. LeBron James is, oh my gosh. It was, it was so much fun to watch, to be the underdog and be the building team. Like it was mm-hmm. so much fun to beat the Pistons in 07 Eastern conference finals. That was amazing. Yeah. All of, all of the things, you know what I mean? It's just, and I was like you, I was a Braun hater when he went to Miami, <laughs> for sure. And I moved yeah. to Dallas uh, the year they won the NBA championship. So everybody loved the Dallas Mavericks. I was rooting for him. Like, I fell in love yeah. with Dirk. I love Dirk's fadeaway. The one-legged kid. Yeah, so, you know, I just, I kept on, and then we, we got blessed with the great era of San Antonio Spurs ball movement. Like, oh, that man. blew that blew our minds as yeah. wait what you can have a team that doesn't really have a ton of star power but have a team that just moves so well and fluidly and creates open shots and it's just that was beautiful there those series were beautiful uh you know i just i love basketball i love i love the competitiveness about it i love that even though you can be the greatest player in the world you can get beaten uh, I even though Skip Bayless may like want to talk about six and oh, like anybody can get beaten every night, and yeah. and it's just and it's amazing too because like a lot of sports that are, I mean, it's a team game, but it's mostly individually based, right? It's rare for an individually based game to have multiple guys of different sizes to be dominant in their own ways. Mm-hmm. Like you yeah. can't see that in tennis. You're not going to be like, oh, that six foot nine guy is dominating tennis. Like all tennis players have to have a certain build. Like all great swimmers have to have a certain build. Like basketball players are all unique, and they're all gifts are so different from each other. Some are great shooters. Some are great shot creators. I mean, look at Steph Curry. He he can't. He probably can't touch like you know the the bank area like the white the white square at the top of the white square you know what i mean but he dominates the game more than some people that can touch the top of the backboard like that's it's just it's a special game of determination grit toughness it's just i i love the game of basketball so uh 
yeah, and IQ and as well. Yeah, 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 IQ too. And I definitely always loved playing basketball. Yeah. I I I I enjoy the 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 uh part of the game where you get to shit talk others. <laughs> That's yeah. probably my favorite part. <laughs> That's the best part. Yeah, part. you make any shot, you can just stare at them. <laughs> Are you going to yeah. do your three? You know what I mean? You get your yeah. shot celebrations. I think you do like the circular, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the yeah, the J.R. Smith. Yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. I'm, I I love Mellow's little, little, the three right there. Yeah, I love that. So that's so much fun. Everybody, everybody loves, you know. We all love basketball. I love the mental game and the mental aspect of it too. So, yeah, I just it's 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 such a good sport to love because it's 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 you're right about the work part. Like none none of the greatest players we've ever watched aren't great examples of how to get better as a person. Like every single. Every single great basketball player has gotten better and worked extremely hard. So yeah. that part of it too is really special. Really special. I got one more thing. So mm-hmm. where my love for the game picked up was it, it didn't start with watching school games. Mm-hmm. It started with highlights. Okay. Once once I got into the, the smartphone era and YouTube, watching highlights is where Yes, I was like, what the fuck? Like, type right. shit. Like, yes. And you know who I used to that. watch the most highlights of? It was uh, two people. Can you guess? guess? It was two people. It was two people. I'm going to guess it's somebody different than Braun. I know you love Pistol, but I highly doubt I that was the first one. Late. Yeah, I didn't get in the Pistol until say. later. Guess, guess who it was? Um, gotta, I'm, I'm going to go try. with Dunkers. Dwight Howard. So, I'm not 5'9". I'm like 5'11". So, I'm basically, like, average, maybe, like, not quite NBA height. So, uh-huh. like, the person that I felt, like, the highlights that I fell in love with were LeBron because uh-huh. of his amazing athleticism, and I fell in love with Curry. Yes. Those were the two people I fell in love with Curry highlights. Like, when I, when, I, when, I, when, when Curry was on his first, like, MVP tear... Mm. You know, when he had came, when it was, what, eight seconds in Oklahoma City and he hit that half-court shot? Oh, my God. <laughs> Cold-blooded. Ice in his wing. When he did I remember that, that, my mind exploded. <laughs> yeah. Oh, my gosh. Yes. It was like, wow. And, you know, yes. that's kind of what really sent me down the rabbit hole because then once that happened and then my first and then I'm a big gamer so I'll, I'll do mm. that as well. So my first ever basketball game was NBA Live 97. Nick wow. Van Exel. <laughs> Nick Van Exel. Um, Derek Fisher, Shaq. Michael Jordan was on there but he was like number 23. He didn't even have his name on there. It was mm. Kobe. You had Gary Payton, Rafe LaFrance. You had uh, what's the one dude? Uh, uh, he played for the Nuggets. He got in trouble. He got blackballed in the NBA because he was praying. The light skinned guy, shooter. 
That's tough. I think um, I forget. Sharif Abdul something. Yeah, Raheem or something like that. Raheem. I think I forgot his name, but yeah. I'm talking about, I didn't even know that the Vancouver Grizzlies were a thing until then. Sheesh. Vancouver Grizzlies. Then yes. I played like NBA Street and, you know, just odd. Oh, from there, it was just, it was, I fell in love with the virtual aspect of basketball. Then I fell in love uh-huh. with the in real life aspect of basketball. But first, yes. it was virtual. So, seeing yeah, nice players and running down the court and dunking and getting mm-hmm. new games and, oh, this is players on this cover. Allen Iverson crossing people up, just going crazy <sighs> on these old systems that you probably, like, I had a PlayStation 1. <laughs> I had a GameCube. <laughs> I had a Wii. So, like, having uh-huh. basketball games on these things and just falling in love with the virtual, like, yes. the virtual likenesses of these players. Uh-huh. That's where it kind of started for me. I could see that. It was... In real life, you know, I was watching games, eventually, watching highlights, and playing video games. And that's where it was like, this is like, that's where it became real for me. Mm-hmm. So I have a question for you, though, unless you have something uh-huh. else to say. Go ahead. Yeah. My question is, what was the first old school player besides Mike that you looked at? That I like. That you watched. Heard. Bird, bird for sure. Bird. I think it was probably like an E sixty documentary or one of those old games or highlights or somebody told me about him, and I fell in love with Bird pretty quickly. I was amazed at like the ability for somebody to be so unathletic but dominate the game of basketball. Like the guy is really unathletic. Like, but all the up fakes, all the pivots all the iso moves all the post game all the fadeaways all the just unstoppable three-point shooting all the shit talking all the great passing like underrated passers just he impacted the game in every uh facet he could and yeah i was a huge larry bird fan i I think larry bird was my first one yeah what about you so in high school Mm -hmm. right our English teacher, we used to have this thing, I forgot exactly what it was called, but it was like mm-hmm. they would get all the guys in the room or whatever, and he was supposed to like, you know, keep us occupied after lunch. So mm-hmm. he used to put on 30 for 30s on ESPN. Ooh, that's a good. So that's really I good. saw Coach Coach V. I saw Coach V. I saw um in um what was that was speech? It, the Wildcats. Oh no, his, his, his documentary. The NC State. Oh, that is amazing. Yeah. Yes. We saw that 30 for 30, and then we also watched The Bad Boys. Mm-hmm. So The Bad Boys, you know, that's what really sent me down the rabbit hole looking at old teams. Bad and that's boy, how I came up with Pete yeah. Maravich. Well, actually, I came up with Pistol Pete Maravich from NBA Street Volume 3. That's uh-huh. where I kind of was like, okay, this person exists. And I was like, wow, that's pretty cool. And then once uh-huh. I like got into like the smartphone era, I went back and I looked. And I watched film, and that's when I fell in love with that guy. Yeah, like, my very yeah. first like old school was Bad Boys and Michael Jordan. Yes, that Jimmy V speech. Have you ever heard his speech? The one he did at the uh... ESPN when he was about to pass away. Yeah, dude. That speech will like make any grown man cry. <laughs> I don't care how tough you are. That speech is like absolutely amazing. Uh, yeah, college yeah. coach right there. 
Yes. Yeah. Hundred percent. Uh, man. Yeah. There's a lot of. I've always been into what ifs too. Like what if scenario. Like Lynn Bias. Oh man. It was sad that he passed away, but Lynn Bias. If he would have been on the Boston Celtics and drafted in like what eighty eight something like eighty seven, mm-hmm. he would have completely changed like the nineties. He was supposed to be this phenomenal player before he passed away. Like stuff like that I've always loved. Always loved. You know about the guy I know we're getting off topic you now, but you know about the guy who had um died during a during a high school basketball game. I think it was high school basketball. He went up for LAU, ran down the court and passed out. I think you might be talking about the college basketball team, Loyal Marymount. Yeah, I think it was. I think it was college basketball. He went. I think he, his he name is Hank, Alley. right? Hank, yeah, Hank. Hank yeah. something. As we, yeah, we saw that one too. We saw that. We saw That's that thirty good. for thirty for that team. Yeah, that yeah. was sad. He would have played in the NBA for sure. For sure, I think it might have been Hank Gathers. Maybe. I, yeah, that sounds about right. But yeah, yeah, went up for an alley oop. They caught the alley oop. Dunked it. Crowd went wild. He ran down the court, and before he can even like cross half court, he passed out. Heart yeah. stopped. For having too big of a heart. Mm-hmm. Yeah, sad. Really sad. Yeah. Yeah, that's why they keep some players away. Like uh, that one guy, Isaiah something, who was in the draft a few years ago. He had a big heart, and they wouldn't let him enter the NBA. I think it was a center from Baylor. Yeah. It's just it's too much of a risk. Yeah. yeah. Sad for the guy, but yeah. So close to your dreams to get it pushed away like that. It's pretty sad. Yeah, that is sad. Yeah. All right. Are you ready to kick it to the next part? Yeah. All right. Do you want to rank the top three players you love most or just list three? Mm, we do a lot of rankings. Let's just list them for now. Okay. All right. Okay. You go first. Three players you love most. LeBron, of course. Yes. Curry. Yep. I All the time or just currently? Yeah. Any, any, your personal favorites. Oh, geez. Hold on. All time. Mm, this is yeah, different, Dan. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I figured I'm it out. I'm like, there's one name in there that's really missing <laughs> for your yeah. list. Because. Okay, I'll do that then. Okay, so LeBron, Curry, and Pistol Pete. Those are All right. Top, like, top three favorites. All right, why? Why? Well, LeBron, because he's the GOAT. I mean, that was my, you know, that was my first introduction besides, like, NBA, besides video game-wise, that was, like, my first introduction to, like, greatness as a basketball player. Because mm-hmm. I never, I mean, I wasn't really a big Laker fan, you know what I mean? I always say this, I'm a LeBron fan. You know, that's who I'm mm-hmm. a fan of. And I like the sport of basketball. That's why I'm able to, like, I'm a LeBron fan, but I like the Nuggets, I like the Kings, mm-hmm. I like the Warriors, even though I didn't like the Warriors at first. But, it, I, I, you know, it was kind of like, when I say I didn't like the Warriors, it was more like how people don't like LeBron, they're just hating on greatness. I was hating on greatness. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. I yeah. I was just like, unless they were beating the Cavs, I was like, I can't like yep. this team. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I like OKC when, like, pre and post James Harden. But not post KD. I did. I respected the the, the Oklahoma City Thunder post KD, but I wasn't mm-hmm. really a big fan of them because I like the pairing of KD and Russ. Mm-hmm. So, um, I could see that. Yeah. What, what about they let you? 
Uh, Pistol Pete oh. and Curry. Oh, Curry? Like I said, that half-court shot and just seeing how he mm-hmm. was able to basically revolutionize the game. I mean, like, I wasn't watching Cincinnati, you know? Mm-hmm. But I know that from what I was, you know, watching and observing and plus going back now since I'm more of, you know, more That's of a story. fan of, of basketball, you know what I mean? Yeah. Going back now and seeing the way the game has changed and mm-hmm. being able to see the, the evolution and, and, like, now go back and look at old film and be like, well, wow, like this, he's really changed the game from what it was at. Cause like I'm seeing, mm-hmm. I remember it just being, okay, look, we got a star. You got a star. It's so evenly matched up. And now our only thing is like, okay, wait a second. Our big is better than your big. So now we win, you know, mm-hmm. it's kind of like that. It wasn't more, it wasn't, it wasn't too many dynamic duos besides like Shaq and Kobe. They were like the biggest one. And then, like, you didn't really have a dynamic duo in Cleveland. You have a dynamic duo anywhere else. Um, and then once Shaq left and split up and went to Dwayne, went with, went with Dwayne Wade and beat, then it was just mm-hmm. Kobe, and it was just LeBron, and it was just you know a couple other players who kind of like get lost in history now. Like mm-hmm. Tracy McGrady was by himself, Miss Carter was by himself. Well, he was kind of paired with Jason Kidd, but that's yeah. that's kind of different. Yeah. But seeing how Curry was able to you know just come into the league, I mean, first he was. I mean, it took him a long time to get to the level that he's at, but he kept mm-hmm. working toward that. That's what I'm talking about. Like, that's a reason why I fell in love with the game because he was showing like signs, but he wasn't. He was. He wasn't there yet. Once he got there, then it was just mm-hmm. fun to watch. Once he got the yeah. right coach, the right system, it was just perfect. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. <clears throat> now, well, pistol Pete. Yes, sir. Pistol Pete. I, you know. I, you know, once going back and watching film and watching highlights of Pistol Pete, then you'll understand what I'm saying. So mm-hmm. he was another person who just kind of like revolutionary, revolutionized the game of basketball. But he was way before his time. Mm-hmm. Like he could, he was doing, okay, so take Steph Curry, throw him in the 70s, and that's like basically Pistol Pete Maravich. That's basically what you had there. But they were playing him in the wrong position. They were mm-hmm. he should have been, I mean, like he was a great passer. I mean, creative with the ball, you know what I mean? Can shoot from anywhere. Just amazing all over the court. And it was just watching that and watching how he was just I mean, he was so like I wouldn't say he was overrated. He wasn't even I mean, he was more underrated than anything because mm-hmm. it was just He's in a league where it's like, wait, you're supposed to be back to the basket, dribbling with just one hand. Yes. Yes. Throwing it to the big. What are you mm-hmm. doing? This isn't mm-hmm. right. You're doing things. You're not doing basketball the right way. Mm-hmm. It just seeing like, I mean, this man is like dropping like 50 points as a like mm-hmm. a point guard. You know, all out of mm-hmm. all out of the wrong way. I mean, all out of the wrong, out of all out of position, and just dominating. Yeah, and I mean that's really what got me to like him. Really, that's like yeah. that's why he's like one of my favorite top three flavor players. Yeah, I could see that. I feel like that's a good list to have. Um, so they talked about Bird. I'm gonna bring up somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, so Bron, yeah, LeBron James is a supernova of basketball excellence. He's you know. So smart, so amazing, makes every right move, great passing. I love the way he, the greatest, I love that the greatest player of all time 
does it by passing. Isn't that beautiful? Mm-hmm. So I, I love that part of him. And um, yeah, I love LeBron James. Number two for me, Dame Dalla. I've always loved Dame Dalla. I've always loved the way he plays. I love his demeanor. I love the way he has that little bit of like, like quiet swag. You know what I mean? Like he's not gonna talk to you a lot, but he's just gonna look at you. You know what I mean? Like he's he's just. And I love a guy that he came into the league and he did not have that range he has now. He came into the league, great three point shooter, great dunker. You know, great. You know, great great point guard. And then he added Steph Curry's deep range. After watching Steph, I love the whole guy that loves to work on his game type stuff. So, yeah, I absolutely love Dame Dalla. And then the next one is Will Chamberlain. I love Will Chamberlain so much because he's so disliked. He's so underrated. He's so underappreciated. And I, I really feel like he deserves the love of being the greatest, one of the greatest players of all time. Definitely the greatest player until you can even if you believe Mike or LeBron, like he is a supernova of amazingness. But he all I mean he'll if you watch old interviews, he did say he was the greatest, but it's not like he was forcing it on everybody. You know what I mean? Like he just kinda went about his time and went and played volleyball and as he got older and kind of just moved on. Like he's He's, he's, yeah, it's just the media, the way the media has shifted, it's just shifted away from Wilt. So, yeah. Yeah. It sucks that it is that way, but that's the reality. All right. Are you ready for the fun one? Three players you dislike the most. Okay. Ben Simmons, Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons. <laughs> um... <sighs> okay. Be honest. So I don't like Ben Simmons, mm-hmm. but it's just because like I just feel like he's not a he's not a worker, and that just kind of bothers me a little bit. Like he can't be great without working. Only, talent gets you only but so far. You have to work. You have to get in the gym, and I don't think mm-hmm. that's what's happening. That's why I don't like him that much. Um, <clears throat> I don't like. Break this. Let's see. I don't know. I really just think it's Ben Simmons. <laughs> I don't think I have a top three because I, you know, I genuinely respect everybody else. Not you know, I can't say I don't like Mike because I respect Mike. Um, mm. I respect Isaiah. You know, I respect Reggie Miller. I love the shooters. That's that's what I really have respect for. Um. Yeah, I just can't think of anybody else. Let me see. Who do I not like? Is there anybody? Oh, Elgin Bailey. <laughs> That's, like That's, That's good. That's good. Like <laughs> and yeah, I don't think I have a top three. Right, let me see. Mm-hmm. That's a good question. Top three people I don't dislike. I can't think of. I can't think of. I mean, yeah, I don't like Elgin Baylor. I don't want to say Bill Russell because we'll get canceled. But let's leave that too. If you want to, you can. 
Leave it at two and with a shadow Bill Russell in, in another okay. spot. Okay. Honorable <laughs> mention, Bill Russell. <laughs> yeah. Um, My three, uh, the first one off the list is uh, Dion Weirs. I okay. I dislike the dis- way Dion Weirs plays so much because he legitimately came out and said that he thought he was as good as Kyrie Irving and he deserved as much shots as Kyrie Irving. I know. He, he he is a succubus to life everywhere when he's playing basketball. And it, he either has that one game where he drops 25 and has actually efficient numbers or it's like I shot 25 shots and I scored 10 points today. Like it's he's just one of those players and it's just he he's just not not a good cog. I feel like there's point in times where a guy like that should go. You know what I mean? Mono Ginobili understood that. J.R. Smith understood that, right? Like, when LeBron's running the offense and Kyrie Irving's doing his thing, leave them alone. But when they're on the bench or stuff like that or they're not doing as well, that's your time to go. So, yeah, Deion Waiters is a personal hate of mine like you hate Ben Simmons. Two more. Kelly Olenek. Why? Because he tore Kevin Love's shoulder out of his <laughs> his shoulder bone out of his body. Have yeah. you ever seen? Have you seen that clip? He literally holds on to his. He gets his Kevin Love's arm under his arm, squeezes it, and throws it around like he's WWE wrestling him. Like yeah. he does stuff like this all the time. Like he's a dirty player. I'm sorry. I'm sorry, but he's a dirty, dirty player. And it's not a surprise that he was on the Heat for as long as he was, because they promote gender yeah, yeah. dirtiness over there. Uh, the next, the other one off the list is Bruce Bowen. I will never like a player that puts his feet under shooters on purpose because that's what he did. So, uh, yeah, there's no place in basketball for a guy like that. A guy does that. So, no, 100% not Bruce Bowen. Uh, so, I, I, I don't really want to see him on anybody's great defensive list all time. I don't I don't want to see it. I just, I, I yeah. Uh, did you raise your hand? Yeah. <laughs> okay. What? What? I also don't like Zaza. Yes, a hundred percent. He was on the outside looking in for the same reason, and honestly, it may be payback for the Bruce Bowen years. Now that you think about yeah. it, all that time where he was doing that to Kobe, Kobe Bryant. You know, everybody loves Kobe. You right? So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 it's a good, it's a good bring up though. Yeah. <clears throat> All right. Are you ready for the next one? Yep. All right. What are our top five favorite moments? You go first. Ooh. Okay. No particular order. Allen Iverson stepping over Tyron Lue. Oh yes, I didn't even think about that. <laughs> and LeBron's block. <sighs> yes. Kobe dropping eight. <laughs> Kobe not flinching when <laughs> when um, Matt Barnes. Matt Barnes comes in. Yes. Yes. Great ball. moment. Um, 
Three. Um, <laughs> Jack Elliu to win the championship. Yeah, he's going like this with his hand. Yeah. Yes. 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 <laughs> and shoot, let's see something else. I would say I don't. I don't want to say any Mike Jordan because he did a lot of stuff on the Cavaliers. And I don't respect him for that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> okay, the White Howard Superman dunk. That was pretty cool. Yeah, <clears throat> those are pretty good moments. The first yeah. time. The first time. Um, That's when it was good. That's the last time it was good. Mm-hmm. All right. So I'm gonna go with. Uh, Bronze ring too. He's on my list. Yeah, the 2016 NBA. You come down three one. I get somebody. Yeah. It blew away what we thought was possible in the NBA Finals. So, mm-hmm. and it's it's such a Cleveland ring. Uh, and then the next one is a series we watched together: the Dame three against Ooh, the Oklahoma yeah. City Thunder when they have Paul George and Russell Westbrook. And that it, they weren't supposed to win that series, and all the talk and all the back and forth, and you just ways them goodbye. <laughs> like, yeah. it, 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 I love, I love Dave Dollar. Uh, the Spurs ring versus the Heat, like I talked about before, the the whole belief that you can win through just more than a superstar is it was, it was beautiful. Um, yeah. Tragic magic. Larry Bird steals the inbounds pass when they were going to win the NBA Finals, and then he comes back and wins the next one. Amazing. Yeah. MJ stealing the ball from Carl Malone, game six. You get the ball in Carl Malone's hands at the post at the end of a game. The force, if he, you know, Carl Malone, the post. He's probably going to make it. You know what I mean? You're probably going to have game seven. This might be the first time MJ is going to ever get to game seven. MJ does his amazing ability of being a high risk, high roar defender and going across and sneaking up behind, taking the ball, sealing the NBA finals. So, yeah, yeah, those are my five. Yeah. Also, uh, I just thought of one. Um, mm-hmm. LeBron. The LeBron dunking on uh, what's the not the jet? What's his name? I think you might be thinking yeah. of the jet, Jason Terry. Yeah. Yeah. yeah or dunking like over Terry. somebody on the alley oop. That is unreal. That was crazy too. <laughs> yeah. Or when um, Vince Carter jumped over that seven footer in the Olympics. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Yes, that is insane. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Absolutely right there. Yeah. Yes. It didn't so effortlessly. It just went up. <laughs> I know. Going up. Yeah. I'm surprised. I've completely forgot about that. <laughs> yeah. All right. You ready for the next one? Yeah. Our top five favorite, any, basically anybody who talks about basketball in any way, podcast, ESPN, any college level, anybody who talks about basketball, five guys that you love the most. Five basketball players? No, five people that talk about basketball that you love the most. Oh, okay, okay. Yes. Stephen A. Okay, okay, okay. He's just funny, he's entertaining. I mean, like, do I agree with some of his takes? 
Yes. Do I disagree with most of his takes? Yes. But he's entertaining. Yes. Um, okay. Shannon Sharp. I like Shannon Sharp. Mm-hmm. Um, I like Nick Wright and Chris Carter. Mm-hmm. That's four. Um, and let's see. I like Max Kellerman too. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, so you about, like f- podcasts and things like that. I do like that all the smoke with Stephen Jackson. Yeah, with okay. Steven, that all the smoke podcast with Stephen Jackson and Matt Barnes is pretty cool too. That's a good one. And the Gilbert Arenas one too. Oh, that's one of mine. <laughs> yeah, yep. yeah. Uh, another one for me is JJ Reddick's podcast. He has a lot of mm-hmm. NBA players on there. Kevin Garnett. I don't know if they still do it in TNT, but there was a point in time where they had Kevin Garnett have his own TV show where he had like a cuss button and he like brought on all NBA players. It was amazing. He is so entertaining. <laughs> I don't know why he yeah. doesn't still have the show. I was dying. I loved watching it. Uh, Isaiah Thomas. I love Isaiah Thomas is like an NBA, like fountain of information. Like he is, I love listening to Isaiah Thomas. He's so thoughtful and just the way he speaks. Also Doris Burke. Do you know what Doris Burke is? She'll do like yeah. the NBA finals, the girl. Oh, she's very intelligent about basketball. Has a really good understanding. Yeah, really impressive. So, yeah, that would be my top five. <clears throat> yeah, I will have to add Isaiah Thomas as I'll mention on mine because I definitely was nicking him too as well. Yeah. Um, I like Shaq. Shaq's entertaining. <laughs> yes. It's good that neither one of us chose Charles Barkley. That's an indicator of where yeah. we're going as a podcast. <laughs> he, he doesn't know. He doesn't know. <laughs> Uh, all he is is extremely funny. <laughs> yeah. yeah. If we were doing funniest NBA talking heads, it would be him. So, yeah. Sure. He's his role. All right. So, now top five worst talking heads. Skip. 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 <laughs> yes. Skip. Yes. <laughs> yeah. That's number, number one, too. Yeah. He, he doesn't know what he's doing. Paul Pierce. Hey, he's on the list too. Let's go. Whatever you think, you're a better shooter than Clay freaking Thompson. <laughs> Bro, that's a great case study to tell you how deluded somebody can be when he's really the third fiddle on a team, but he thinks he's the number one thing that leads to an NBA champion. <laughs> it's like I was really pushing LeBron when I was scoring 20 points per game. I mean, I just we were going to battles. <laughs> like, bro, <laughs> this is crazy. Like, what are you talking about? It's the same guy who faked the in- injury so he could use the bathroom. Yes. I mean, if this if this was a story, he's the guy that gets killed in the first five minutes because he's not important. <laughs> They don't love you like that, to quote Draymond Green. They don't love you like that. Are you trying to approve of Where's my love? Uh, who are you? <laughs> right. Do you have Kevin Garnett's phone number by chance? <laughs> like, oh, really? my gosh. <laughs> it's crazy. He was old on the Clippers too. Like he wasn't mm-hmm. even really playing. He was getting like bench scoring minutes. <laughs> yes. Doc preferred minutes. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> um. Let's see another analyst. I really, I mean, really, I don't like anybody who's like, like I like 
being critical of LeBron, but don't just be a flat out hater. So I don't like any analyst that like just a flat out hater hater mm-hmm. of LeBron because yeah. that just means you don't really understand the game of basketball if you're just a flat yeah. out hater. Yeah, that's true. <clears throat> Do you have any more on your list or no? I wasn't counting. I'm not a big fan of Colin Cowherd either. Okay, I can see that. Even though he is a LeBron fan, which is weird. Yeah, like some some of the stuff, but some of the stuff I just don't like. Yeah, some mistakes. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've never really truly watched him though. Like I watched a couple times. I was just like, yeah, this isn't for me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> Do you have any more or no? Not because I don't know their names. So. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I see him and I'm like, yeah, you no. <laughs> yeah. Um. I would say Jalen Rose is one of them. First things first, all he does is talk about big point guards. Like, like that should tell you how like one person's experience is going to shape what everything else he does. Because like, anytime he talks about sports and it's a big point guard, he gives them like a huge boost. Like, I don't know what he's talking about. And also, one another the things is he used to have this NBA draft comparison videos. Now, this is the stuff that gets wild. Like, mm. players that are terribly compared that make absolutely no sense, that make you question if Jalen Rose has seen more than two minutes of this guy's play basketball, is why I'm I'm an anti-Jalen Rose. His, his NBA draft picks is absolutely terrible, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, the combination of Jeff Gundy and Mark Jackson. I think I think their style of basketball and when they grew up learning about basketball, the knowledge that they had from their era is just not relevant anymore. Like, like I just I just I don't like the combination. I understand they're two old coaches, uh, but I I just don't feel like I just don't feel like they add a ton of value anymore. I I don't mm-hmm. feel like the the in-game adjustments that they say they would make. I honestly would much rather have somebody who's recently retired. Like Grant Hill does a great job. uh, Chris Webber. Chris Webber does a phenomenal job. Like there's a lot of guys that have retired from 2000 on that are on these shows that should be doing these games because they have a more relevant information, you know, uh, stack of information to talk about that's more relevant mm-hmm. to what way the game's played now. So yeah, that's my beef on that. I'm not saying when they knew basketball was good. Like I'm sure they had good knowledge for the nineties, right? But mm. what it is now, it's just different. And then my last guy on the list is Max Kellerman. I mean, anybody who says Kawhi Leonard is the greatest player in the NBA. I just, I, I can't, I, 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 I yeah. Max, Max <coughs> Kellerman does not watch basketball. <laughs> <laughs> he flip flopped really fast too because he was like <laughs> it was like Stephen A was super critical of LeBron because I used to watch first take a lot so Stephen uh-huh. A was like super critical of LeBron but he would always like give him like a little bit of praise but Max was like heaping praise on LeBron heaping praise and mm-hmm. then once Kawhi won his ring with Toronto it was like oh move gosh. over LeBron Kawhi is yes. the new thing in town <laughs> yeah I intentionally try my best to not watch their videos yeah I'm on an I'm like, I've been on an ESPN detox for a while now. <laughs> yeah, J Will's not bad. J Will, J Will's not bad. 
He got a he got a show. I don't know if he has a show, but he talks a lot about basketball. You, we're talking about Jay Williams, right? Yeah, Jason Williams. Not Jason Williams, Jay Williams, the old Duke point guard, Chicago Bulls. Uh, yeah, 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 ESPN. He's, he's pretty good. Yeah. I just thought of somebody. I like Chris Broussard too. Yeah, he's pretty solid. Yeah, he understands yeah. basketball. Also, you want to know something yeah, crazy? He played basketball at Worcester University and Never. went to Worcester. Yes, 100%. Oh, man. <laughs> Nine year long. Go Tigers. <laughs> Our basketball team's pretty good, D3 wise. Yeah. It's been a while, yeah. but it was pretty good yeah. at the end there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, this is going to be the end of part one. There's going to be part two coming out. Basically, going to talk about a couple more of our favorite things about basketball. Thank you guys for listening to the 50th podcast. You know, find that like, subscribe, hit the notification bell, hit that download button because statistics.com podcast. And uh, yeah, you find us YouTube, TikTok, Instagram, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, all those platforms. So yeah, Chris, do you have anything else to say to the, the people? Yeah, just want to say thank you. You know, mm-hmm. this is our 50th episode you know what yep. i mean we're almost to a year we have over yes, 500 downloads and none of that would be possible without you guys so yes keep listening keep commenting keep subscribing keep downloading you know what i mean mm-hmm. and yes yeah just thank you just thank you for I the can't, love can't of basketball hit that down for the love button. of basketball <laughs> yeah. perfect all right all right well all i'm right. jason collins i'm chris mohammed and we are the basketball addicts peace